HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com or download the Whole Foods Market app to learn more and find the store nearest to you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Are you planning a trip and looking for the best local amazing experience? Yep, there's not only one app, but two apps for that. Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners tuning in from 65 countries around the world. It's about a million strong a month. I'm Jennifer Leitze. This is Tech Bytes, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk about the intersection of food and tech. We talk to the people making it, which is very exciting. Today we have a studio filled with travel app founders which will be very exciting. We'll be talking about how to get the most out of your trip. And before we start talking about their apps, we're going to do like we always do, go around the container and talk about apps that we love, apps we've discovered, old favorites that have been living on our home screens for the past 10 years. The only rule is that you cannot talk about an app you work on, invest in, or own. <laughs> we will start, I think, with... Our engineer and studio manager, David Tadashore. You, th- you think? I think. You always start with me. That's not true. <laughs> but I'm starting with you because last week, instead of calling out an app, Dave asked for some advice, input, and suggestions from our listeners. That's right. I called out the listeners. He was looking for a file transfer app. He is an Android user. And so I wanted to start off with you because we had a suggestion from Adam via Twitter, who's an iOS user, but he suggested Dropbox. Wait, Dropbox? Yes. So it's a good file transfer system, but I don't think that it met the music requirements that you were looking for. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's, that's going to help me in this case. So, so to reiterate, I need 
to be able to put music onto my Android and then, you know, access it with my music player. And I was using Android File Transfer, which is just like the standard app for, for you know, file management on Android. But it's not working now with my Pixel on Android 8. So, yeah, I don't think Dropbox is really going to... Thanks, thanks for the suggestion. Appreciate it. But um, I don't, I don't want to be... I would then have to, like, be listening to stuff through Dropbox. Can I think, you do that? I yeah, I mean, there's, like, a preview function in Dropbox, but that's not really... I mean, I think you would need to be online, connected to the Internet to do that, and I don't want it to be... Like, I want to listen to lo files that are stored locally on my phone. There is a there is a Dropbox app, and I know there's a Dropbox desktop version where you can download things as well as keep them in the cloud. Oh, okay, but it might it's not necessarily yeah. geared towards music. It's Although they have made improvements in the photo storage and things like that for specific types of media. So hmm. Hmm. it's also going away for my version of OS X, like the the Dropbox desktop app. Right. It's not going to be compatible with 10.8.5 anymore, I think, by the end of the year. Oh, so complicated, so, Dave. Yeah, I know. It sucks. It's so complicated. And I found another app, My Commander God, just, One, for just file go back management. To your, just go back to a Sony Walkman and play mixtapes. I probably should. Um, but yeah, you'd I found have, another be, app. You're, you would be completely secure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Free of the cloud. And you know and how I like tracking. to be free of the cloud. Exactly. All right. Well, maybe think about going back to analog. All right. I'll, I'll work on that. Okay. So thank you, Adam, for the suggestion. Dave, we're still going to be on, on the quest to find the great file music, music file transfer app for you. I like so, how we have an ongoing quest now. This is great. Well, you know, we can see maybe, I mean, I'm hopeful that maybe we can solve it this fall season before the end of the year. But, you know, at a certain point, maybe it'll just be, you know, year two of yeah. Dave's quest to find the perfect music file transfer app. Yep. Also joining us today in studio, we have Allison McGuire, who's the founder of Walk, which is a really interesting uh, app for walking. It's sort of like the ways of walking, and we're going to talk about that later, and I'm excited to have you here. Hi, thanks for having me. Do you have an app that you're particularly enamored with right now? I love Spotify. I know you want to transfer your music, it sounds like, but Spotify is great. They have an am amazing collection. Oh, I love Spotify too, for yeah. sure. Yeah. The best thing about Spotify is the offline feature. So if you pay for their premium, you can be traveling, you can be on planes, you can be in foreign countries with no data, download the music in advance. It's amazing. And it makes a great soundtrack for walking, traveling, wherever you may be. So do you think Spotify is better than, say, Amazon Music? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. Very confident in that one. I'm a little unhappy with Spotify right now because they have podcasts and they do not have the Heritage Radio Network podcasts oh, yeah. because they're being really finicky in their curation. And so I'm a little down on Spotify right now. I, I don't know anything about the podcast portion of, Spot, of mm -hmm. Spotify, so I will give you that for sure. But if you want some, some jams, okay. that's where I would go. Maybe we can start a grassroots movement email campaign social media shout out for Spotify to include the Heritage Radio Network podcasts I'm in their lineup. It. I mean, we have some award-winning stuff. We have... We have episodes going back to 2009. Dave, what is it? It's something like 15,000 episodes now or 20,000? Uh, over 10,000. Over 10,000 episodes. Probably getting close so. to 11. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Cool. All right, so Spotify. 
I may give them a try. I might boycott them until we get our podcast on their platform. Can I throw one more in? Yes. Dashlane. I don't know what that is. Dashlane is a password keeper. Oh, mm. very interested in that. Okay. Amazing password keeper. Very helpful for all of your credit cards to be stored. I feel like an advertisement for them. Credit, but and credit cards. Yes, it's a secure way. You can transfer information. You can share passwords to websites if you have a significant other or somebody that you work with and you want them to be able to log in. They won't even see the password. They will be able to log in with an extension on their browser. I use LastPass, which is another app that does that. Yes, the um, password security apps and password management and creation tools are one of are always one of the top three things that all the security experts say that you should have to start to protect your personal space. That voice throwing in LastPass is Susan Ho, who's joining us as one of the founders of Journey, which is a sort of personal concierge travel app. Yes. So is that your app that you're throwing in? She said in? it's so fancy. <laughs> journey. I love that. Target. Journey. I feel like we should be a lingerie company um, instead. You're I not? Mean, but you, you said I wasn't allowed to mention an app that we right. were working on as an app that I love. Um, I am almost so hesitant to share this because I don't want things to get more difficult for me personally when I'm traveling. But um, there's an app that is probably like the most shittily built app ever, but it works wonders. Um, it's called Mobile Passport. And basically, if you don't have global entry, and the reason I don't have global entry is because I can't find time to lug myself to the airport to do this interview <laughs> that you have to do and then wait and you know, you all that jazz. You don't have to go to the airport to do it. You can do it at multiple locations all around town. It's just that the appointments at the airport are usually open and don't I book see. up as soon. I see. Like okay. if you go like a month out or six weeks out, you can go to the one down on you know Hudson Street or something Got like it. that. So I never have the foresight to do that uh, before I have to get up and, and pack my bags and go to the airport. Um, and so what's great about Mobile Passport is without having to pay for a program in advance, without having to interview, you download this on your app, um, and then you put in your flight information, you take a selfie, put in your passport information, and literally there is uh, two dedicated lines for people who have Mobile Passport that are really? always empty. I last have time, never seen those last lines. Last time I ended up going through the diplomat line, and it was shorter <laughs> than the line for global entry. That is very interesting. Mobile Pro pa Mobile Passport. Tip. Absolutely. Wow. So who who's the creator and owner of the app? Is it a philly it has to be affiliated, affiliated with some with, sort of with, uh, let me government airport yeah, TSA something CB. or other. What is it? Uh, I don't I don't know. It's a, yeah, it, it's officially authorized by CBP. Okay. Um which is the Border Control or US Customs and Border Protection. Right. So yeah. That is a pro tip because the TSA costs about a hundred bucks. Although depending on you know what your credit card company is and different things like that, you can get it reimbursed. But to be able to do that for free, that's amazing. I'm going to look out for those lines in the airport. Mm -hmm. That's great. Okay. Sitting next to Susan is her co-founder, Leiti Sue, and regular listeners of the Heritage Radio Network may recognize the sound of her voice from her past radio show word of mouth so good to be back yay this is like uh i'm having all the feels <laughs> 
I have four. I have four apps for you with one line each. Okay, great. Okay, They're kind of, some of them are weird. I like weird. Okay, so first we like diversity here. So bring it on. This one's not so weird, but you should just really use it to its max, which is Google Translate. Mm-hmm. Susan and I have found ourselves sitting in the middle of Tsukiji Market in Tokyo with a chef who barely speaks English. No, he spoke no English. Yeah, that's yeah. Why well, <laughs> somehow we communicated with him um, and and had a whole conversation with him after our inside tour of the market um, via Google Translate. If your thumbs move fast, you can you can have a full-blown heart-to-heart with anyone in the world, which is fucking rad. Then next you up... Need to be, you need to be online for that, though. That's not a, that's not a native thing. You need uh, a, a Wi-Fi connection because then it goes to the T-Mobile cloud to translate and come back down. Data. T-Mobile. You can't live without T-Mobile if you travel at all because everything else you have to call ahead of time and then you still get charged like, oh my God, $120 <laughs> all of a sudden. Oh my gosh. Now you're sitting there in Italy trying to call your, your, your telecom company. So T-Mobile all the way. They should honestly pay me. Um, I talk about them all the time. Thank you, T-Mobile. Then next up is a, an app that is kind of like the Headspace, but for heartbreak. It's oh. called Mend. Interesting. So, wow. Like a meditation app, but to walk you through the the days of heartbreak and also help you look towards the future and learn about what you know, what what next, how to how to have um, more healthy and lasting relationships going forward. And this is actually an app that was in the show Planet of the Apps, which is a show that Apple did with Gwyneth Paltrow, Will I Am, Jessica Alba, and Gary Vaynerchuk that we we shot with. And um, And apparently Allison was on too. I was also on. I didn't know you were on. That's That's funny. That's small world. You just (laughs) cornered. This is so funny. Planet of the Apps. So Reunion show. That's how I... Behind the scenes. That's how I uh, ran across... Uh, ran across Mend because Planet of the Apps tweeted about them. And, you know, modern relationships are so hard when you're traveling. Everyone's, you know, got a full life. So um, highly, highly recommended. Okay. That's awesome. And then next up are two more Nerdalicious Instagrammy ones. One is Facetune. Now, Facetune is the kind of thing that, that perhaps teenage girls use to, like, airbrush their, their face and to smooth out their bodies or you know nip in their waist it's a it's something for 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 vanities and airbrushing sake um, but i use facetune for another reason which is that there's for instance a sharpen function on there that does wonders on a whole tablescape of food where there's a glass with some ice in it and you want to like sharpen up that glass to give it that extra crispy detail so you're using it to photoshop non-face stuff yeah to make your instagram more (laughs) aesthetic yes not not my not not me but actually make food and drink more sexy okay because food and drink needs help to being more sexy you do not yeah (laughs) (laughs) you cornered me on that one all right next up is last one is meta trickster meta trickster like t-r-i-x-t-e-r and this is magic for when Okay, here's the thing. Later gramming is is in because when I'm in the mo- when I'm there, I'm having a great meal, a great experience. I'm adventuring. I actually don't like to edit a photo, do Insta stories in the moment. So what I use Insta, uh, Meta Trickster for is to edit photos to change the timestamp on the photos to oh. be able to Insta story when I've you know been too busy with real life and then want to Insta story way later. 
So you're actually going to change the metadata on the photo instead of just posting it up later or something like that in case some in case geeky people like really get in to look at when it was. You well, could also you can't insta story something after it's been more than 24 hours. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. Instagram doesn't allow you to access photos that have been more than 24 hours. And so um, you game the system that way game the system that way and then in order to update your videos to game the system you have to actually post them on snapchat download them back down anyway it's really painful but i might have to text them to yourself oh i might have to text that to you and then you text it back to me or something like that (laughs) i don't know because i've tried yeah wow so it's really painful i might have to do that for my blue lagoon adventure blue lagoon adventure yeah i don't know if this is that kind of show (laughs) (laughs) so we are talking about travel we are talking about travel you know so those those are my those are my faves. How many how many apps do you have on your phone? Um, I don't know. I don't really count. I just I kind of some of them are just for like curiosity's sake, and some of them I'm a super user on like Uber, which I sort of hate myself a little bit for. Um, but ooh, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay, so that's a really great jam-packed section about apps that we all love and have discovered. And now we can turn the tables to the apps these women have created. And they're both really interesting. Um, Journey? Is that how we're... Journey? Journey, yeah. Journey. Gojourney.com. Gojourney.com is a app... Journey journey without the E. Right. (laughs) G-O-J-O-U-R-N-Y.com. And on social media, and I'm sure there's lots to look at there. It's at Go Journey, J-O-U-R-N-Y. Should I ask the question about why it's spelled that way, or is it simply a URL? URL. Totally URL. We didn't have a million dollars, you know? Yeah. But minimalism, making travel more simple. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Do you think you're ever, like, consolidated even further, like J-R-N-Y, or just to get it really, Just the J. Yeah, like, journey. (laughs) Like, none. (laughs) Basically, you join the service, you answer some questions, you create a profile, you let the people know where you're going and what you want to do, and then it creates an itinerary just for you. Correct. Uh, So you actually get paired one-on-one with a real human concierge who understands you, understands, you know, what you're looking for in your trip. You can tell them, hey, this is for an anniversary. I'm looking for a special dinner. Oh, my gosh, I want to propose to my girlfriend. Uh, And they'll take all of that into consideration and build you an itinerary. You actually get to review it, give feedback and say, "Okay, this looks great. But, oh, I forgot to tell you I need to do this or I need to be here. And so it really is a fully custom bespoke experience. Uh, we've never done, we've never, you know, given somebody the same itinerary twice. That's just not something that ever happens. So cool. And, uh, then, and then if you want to, you can then integrate that itinerary into a concierge service where you will make the reservations and book the hotel. Yeah, so that's part of our service. Yeah, we'll book your hotel for you um, with perks. You know, we get people free upgrades. We get people insider rates. Uh, we get people restaurant reservations. That's something that 
people use us for uh, because Leite here has hosted the red carpet, the James Beard Awards and the world's top 50 best restaurant awards. So she personally knows all of the best chefs all around the world. Uh, and then we also, you know, can book your activities and tours. So you're not trying to figure out like, did I just pay how much money and what currency on this foreign website? <laughs> <Right>. Huh? <laughs> uh, and who did I just give my credit card information to? <laughs> so you don't have to worry about all that. You basically just say, yes, I want that. And like magic, your, your activity is booked for you. So Tra- travel agency of today, right? One of the things that Alice and I spoke about when we were, talking before the show, which I think is applicable to, to Journey as well. The tech side of it is really easy and understandable, mm-hmm. and we understand how that works, and the one-on-one concierge idea, we understand all those things, and it's so easy to understand why consumers and travelers would love this. Um, walk is, is um, similar in that it, it creates a walking guide for you with specific notations of what you're going to see and what you're going to look at. And the tech side of it is great. And you can see why people would love it and use it. My question sort of to both of you is the thing that makes it most valuable is the content and the information that you're serving up to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to, I don't want to um, downplay the tech accomplishment of creating a system like this because it takes time and, and thought to be successful. But the content is really the piece, I think, that's hmm. the make or break and that makes you different and more exceptional than, you know, other sites. How do you get that one-on-one concierge? Like, who are the people behind it? And we know that, you know, Letty has a lot of restaurant connections. Are you the person calling all those restaurants? Is it scalable? Like, how does that, how does that work when things go you know, to, to scale. Totally. So, um, so journey works in, in two ways. Number one is we have a network of, you know, I think at this point, like 300 plus top chefs, local experts. And the way we work is essentially we download their brains. We just say, Hey, you're the go-to person for Paris. You are one of our London experts. Tell us your, you know, favorite spots, what they're good for, who you would recommend them for. And we basically just dump that into our database. Right. Uh, and then who you then work with is one of our expert concierges who are people who worked in hospitality, who people are, um, very, very well traveled people who we train, who are trained to deliver great customer service and great experience. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to have David Chang sitting there being like, hang on a second, I've got to help this person with their reservation. Right. Like, right. We know that that's not going to happen. Uh, and, uh, those people then have access to our technology platform, which gives them a starting point for an itinerary because we've done so many at this point where, Hey, if you're going to Tokyo and you have five days there and it's your first time, we're already like 80% sure about 80% of the things that are going to be on your itinerary. And so your concierge then is able to spend a hundred percent of their time on the 20% where you're, you are custom and different from anybody else that we've ever seen. And that's how it's scalable. And that's how, you know, when we first started, it was 10 to 15 hours to build a custom travel itinerary. Uh, we've since shaved that time down to, you know, about an hour, an hour and a half. Woo woo. It's like a travel magazine come alive, but with amazing customer service. And the reason why we're able to do that is because of Susan's background coming from BCG and fab.com, where she ran a team of 120 people across New York and Berlin running customer service and strategy ops. And then she helped scale the likes of tech companies, Digital Ocean, Blue Apron, and LearnVest. So 
we we mean business. There's nobody else in travel <laughs> oh, actually yeah. like doing like actually personalizing an entire we're not an inventory of experiences. We actually do all the, all the things. But you have to inventory the experiences and the recommendations from your pool of correct yeah. of experts and resources and that gets dumped into a database and then your customer service pool, concierge pool, then starts to draw from that and then you have baseline itineraries and then you you customize them to your people. So it's kind of two pieces meeting together to create the concierge experience. Yep. Do, 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 machine <laughs> learning, automation, all the things that Silicon Valley is excited about. But rest assured, we believe in that human touch. You're always going to work with a human. It's, it's, the, the content is always the challenging piece, I feel like. Um, Allison, tell us a little bit about Waze and how you are putting together the content for that. Because the mapping piece, I'm going to walk from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick to the Bread Lab, and I can get a little map, and we have all that information. But then talk about the augmented piece to how it makes your, your walking experience. Sure. So enhanced. you mentioned Waze. I do not represent Waze. However, a lot of their, their prime team members are on our team, which is great. But people call us the Waze for walking because we are interested in giving you those experiences on foot. So right now, the technology gives you directions based on visual cues. Instead of saying head north, we'll say walk towards Starbucks, make a right at Roberta's Pizza, etc. People have have navigated this way for centuries. We are taking things that people make overly technical, especially in Silicon Valley and, and other places, and we're bringing it back to the basics. Same with what Journey is doing with having great customer service. We're giving you directions in the way you would give a friend. What we're building out next is directions not only based on visual cues, but getting experiences that your friends have had in these particular places. So. For instance, you can be walking down a street in Paris and see that on the right, this is where Susan was proposed to. And on the left, <laughs> this is where your mom had her 30th birthday. And all of a sudden, this city becomes much more rich with content that's relevant and meaningful for you. So how do you get all of that rich personal content? And I mean, if you could mine the personal travel experience of Susan and Leite, that would be you know amazing because they're, you know... Globetrotters. Yes, indeed. We look at it from a number of ways. I'm always interested in MacGyvering in content so that we don't have to do a lot of the legwork. What The way that we built Walk was in a way that was scalable. So I didn't have to go around the whole world, although I would be happy to do it, putting in each visual cue. We built it in a way where it, I've used it in Colombia, I've used it in Paris, France, I've used it in Italy, Marrakesh, all over the world. And in fact, out of 196 countries in the world, Walk is being used in 149 of them. So I don't know anybody in Uzbekistan. It's definitely so how, not... Where, how do you get the content A friend from? of mine. We use third-party databases. Then mm -hmm. we aggregate those databases and we assign each visual cue a visibility score. That's a dynamic numerical value that changes based on who you are, your preferred brands, time of day, things like that. And then what we're building next, this, this kind of user-generated content, which does feel like ways, but for walking, we've been working with, this is really fun to tell male investors, let mm -hmm. me tell you. We've been working with uh, young women and girls ages 13 to 21. And we've been focused on this segment because... A lot of studies have shown that if your technology takes off with that segment, 
it can take off with any segment. They are the first to adopt new technology. They provide higher quality content than their male counterparts. They share content with their girlfriends <laughs> much more quickly than boys do. And what we're not worried about, boys, we, we love boys, but any platform that girls are on, boys will join. So we've been working in partnership with schools across the U.S. and a few in China. We have about 30,000 students that we have access to for our beta testing. So they've already inputted content. They're incredibly creative. And the way that we're building out the product is such that you can see a preview of the content that your friend has sent you, but it doesn't unlock fully until you get there. So that feels gamified. It feels like Pokemon Go, but for real life. That is a fascinating uh, chunk of information in terms of you know, the, the talents and power of the young women demographic 13 to 21 and it's sort of probably all the women sitting in the shipping container are not surprised and we would have guessed that but it's gratifying to have actual empirical studies and reports yeah. and, and all of us yep. are 20, 20 years old right <laughs> we fit the demographic exactly. I say kids these days and I feel very old but um, but yeah they're, they're also incredibly honest so they'll say why is this button here why doesn't this do that I don't do like that, that. Mm. I don't like you right right <laughs> Right. I try to keep it not personal, but uh, but yeah, it's definitely helpful with with product development. Yeah. What I love about um, the idea behind Walk is also that you're getting you're using technology to get out of your phone. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of sitting there with Google Maps and like, I'm going to walk here and then I got to turn yeah. over here. And then it's forcing you to look around at your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And that's the same type of feedback that we hear from our travelers where they're able to say, hey, because I know that journey has laid out a path for me, I feel free to wander and explore without having to be in my phone looking at Yelp for the restaurant that I need to go to tonight and trying to figure out, do I go here? Do I go there? I know that Journey's planned a great place for me, so I'm going to chill out and I'm going to explore La Marais and, you know, see all this, all that this neighborhood has to offer, knowing that I have a great restaurant to go to. Right. People want confidence. Yep. And they want to be able to merge their digital lives with their real lives. And there really is a backlash between us spending all of our time on our devices and wanting to connect in real life. And it's so cool to be working on technology that does that. I also think Walk, like Walk is so right on with the the, exp- the experiences that millennials <laughs> go for that are high low. And Gen Z, the new thing. High low, um, in that walking is free and it's utterly luxurious and it's so healthy and and so it's so right on because nowadays people we've seen our travelers spending money on the stuff that really really matters to them no brainer to go to Noma and and get that tasting menu Mm -hmm. with the whole wine pairing but they might stay in an upscale hostel and walking is mm-hmm. one of the best things you can do while traveling. Well, both Journey and Walk capitalize on millennials and Woo. Gen Z, which is a thing, and, <laughs> and people younger than us, imagine. <laughs> but by giving these segments experiences instead of things. So, mm-hmm. again, studies have shown that these generations care about having this incredible experience. This radio yeah. show is far more interesting than me buying a new dress. Even, even older generations, there was an article in the New York Times not too long ago that talked about the new status symbol for the wealthy is not necessarily the conspicuous consumption of the, you know buying something that has a top brand but was purchasing services so that you could have more time to experience things mm. so purchasing 
you know, someone to, you know, take care of your house or take care of your car or drive you someplace or, or your support journey. services. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Your concierge. Mm-hmm. So that you can then have more time to experience life and do all these things. Yeah, so that's that's been a theme that's, you know, kind of evolving in, in terms of the luxury travel market as well, where, you know, previously luxury travel was just, okay, all right, everything's taken care of, everything is five star, everything is, you're taking a helicopter from one place to another, all of that. And today it's it's so much more nuanced and luxury for today's traveler is not necessarily that you're doing the most expensive, expensive thing. thing. No yeah. matter it's, what age you are or yeah. exactly. how much you have it, to spend. It's about doing the things that you value that are personalized mm-hmm. to you. And that level of customization of being able to say, okay, this is something that I really value. This I don't care about so much. That in today's terms is real luxury. Well, We're going to take a quick break and find out who our sponsors are. Heritage Radio Network is a .org, so we're a nonprofit. We don't really have the luxury of uh, for-profit companies, so we rely entirely on our members and our sponsors to keep the lights on and make more radio. Stay with us. Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Whole Foods Market believes in seeking out local, fresh, and seasonal food and in supporting local farmers, makers, and the community as a whole, economically and agriculturally. Whole Foods Market believes in food that is vivid and colorful, fresh and full of nutrients. Food that connects you to your body, the seasons, and to nature. Food that helps you do more, sleep better, and wake up happier. Found in over 400 locations throughout the United States, Whole Foods Market only sells food that meets their standards, which means no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or sweeteners, ever. Whole Foods Market believes in real food. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com or download the Whole Foods Market app to learn more. Well, if you're just joining us and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bites, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk about the intersection of food and tech. Do you have a food tech story you're interested in? Have you created the next new app or piece of cooking technology? If you have, we would love to hear from you and maybe put you on an episode of Tech Bites. Get in touch with us. Techbytes at heritageradionetwork.org is our email. If you want to follow along or give us a shout on social media, we are at Techbytes HRN. We would love to hear from you. We're very interactive because we always want to know what the next new great thing is. Today, those new great things are two travel apps. One is Journey, and we're talking with founders Leiti Sue and Susan Ho. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can get a personalized travel itinerary from your very own travel concierge. Their website is gojourney.com. That's J-O-U-R-N-Y. 
You can follow them on social media at GoJourney on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our other tech founder today is Allison McGuire. Her app is called Walk, W-A-L-C dot M-E. Her app is available on iOS and Android. It is free. And if you want to follow them on social media at The Walk app, W-A-L-C-A-P-P on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. They're two really amazing things that, you know, could enhance your life when you're traveling to a new city. But also, I mean, if you're looking to like staycation and learn more about your own town, I can, especially mm-hmm. in, a, in a city like New York City, I could see mm-hmm. both of these being really useful. I mean, we've all had people come and visit us from out of town and want to know what to do. And, you know, I could see this being a great tool to buy a personalized, you know, New York City travel yep. itinerary when like a friend or family member came in to visit and just we, say like, uh, here you go, here's your day. That happens all the time. Take the walk to, mm-hmm. you we, know. And, and special occasions. We right? are mm-hmm. helping um, one gentleman plan a surprise birthday party for his girlfriend. Ooh la la. And uh, 10 of their friends. Amazing. And I'm excited for how that turns out tomorrow. That is great. And, you know, and especially um, in places like New York City where we do just so much walking. I think I walk a couple miles a day to take a different tact of, of where you're going. And, you know, we're also very um, habit-oriented in cities like New York where you walk the most effective, efficient yep. route from your apartment to your subway stop that sometimes I think when you find yourself in a new part of town, you know, it's almost that discovery of, of the, uh, the place you live. Yeah. Potentially Local also. discovery is huge, mm-hmm. especially in New York City, London, big walking cities across the world. Asia has a lot of them. And it's interesting because imagine if you took a different block and you found out there's a pop-up shop or there's a free sample of your favorite candy. So not only do we have the opportunity to get personalized experiences from your friends, your family, your network, but also give brands the opportunity, whether it's a local coffee shop or a major brand, the opportunities to really convert foot traffic into sales. So if you're interested in getting your nails done and there's an offer that happens to be around the corner... That's a much easier, seamless experience than if you have to look on Groupon for a deal or Living Social or or Guild Group or any of these applications. We are really almost out of time, which is really sad because I I think we could all talk for a few more hours at the very least. At the end of each show, I always like to ask people for some advice for our listeners that they can, you know, actualize in, in their own lives. Although both of these apps are really service oriented. So I feel like using them would be a tremendous help to people. But all of you travel quite a bit and you, you know, find yourselves in different places to do work, to do business and for pleasure outside of, you know, using your different apps when you travel, what's your best strategy for traveling, for packing, for eating? Like, what do you do when you're on the go? What makes so your trip? So many things. You know, like uh, what? So many things. All right, I'll throw one out there. Talk to the, definitely talk to the chefs, the restaurant people, your server about where to eat and what to do. That's a good tip. Especially ask, after, ask, after hours. Ask the stuff. local, where do we go next? Yep. Where should I go tomorrow, tonight? 
that kind of thing also when you're yeah. in the restaurant. I have to go back and shout out T-Mobile one more time because there was an, a, t- a moment when I was in Ibiza at a, at staying at a spot that had no Wi-Fi and I was able to hook up my T-Mobile hotspot to my iPhone and finish a deck to apply for a tech table, the summit coming up. And we got in and I did that like at four in the morning local time with my hotspot. So ask the locals and make sure your cell phone provider has a really great international plan. I have a couple super utilitarian tips. One is pack Febreze. Oh. Sounds weird, but I have a small travel size Febreze and then I refill it with my big size of Febreze. But that way, sometimes your clothes smell when you're traveling a lot, when they're in your suitcase, you don't know what happens during the flight while your bag is maybe um, in the undercarriage. So packing Febreze, it's also great because I use a steamer. I have a travel steamer, which is my lifesaver. I always, always travel with it. I find that irons are not great for all of my clothes and sometimes I'll get to a hotel and they forgot to leave the iron in there. And so my steamer is amazing. So those are the two things that I would recommend any traveler, any consistent traveler, especially when you're going for business. And you're just bringing a small carry on. And there's also, if you go to restaurants that have open kitchens or you're walking through a market and then, you know, we don't, we don't realize it until we leave a place, but there's always that funny it's a different smell when you open up your suitcase mm-hmm. after you've been traveling and it smells like your hotel room and not your home. Yeah. The, the, the one other thing, which is non-utilitarian, but more along the lines of what you're talking about with Journey, is when you're walking, it's such an improvisational improvisational exercise that if you smell something interesting and it's not New York you know, pile of garbage, it's maybe a cinnamon roll or it's, or you hear something interesting and it might be a a band that's playing outside, just walk toward it. That's been the most fun way that I've been able to explore and discover cities as long as I have a general sense of where I am. That's a good suggestion. Also walk towards something that looks or smells or sounds good. (laughs) I'd like to share a bigger picture, um, uh, approach to travel, which is that I, travel because I want to be the, the, the dumbest person in the room. I want to be mm. the one that shows up somewhere and doesn't know anything, except for what my journey tells me, of course. But <laughs> So traveling alone and traveling and, and actually bringing that approach to, to your home or your New York, New York exploration, um, that fluidity between travel and home and that open-mindedness is amazing because it's, you just end up living so many more lives and and just learning that much more quickly about who you are and what you want in you know love work and life it's kind of awesome well given all the travel and experiences that you've had is it difficult is it increasingly difficult for you to find places to go where you feel that way oh no the world is so big okay (laughs) there's limited time and resources mostly time time uh time is the most important thing okay susan Oh, I mean, for me, I mean, me, your your it's your, just, your uh, mobile passport was already a huge yeah. I mean, for huge me, it, shout it, out. It really is. Don't underestimate 
just how useful it is to plan in advance, either mm -hmm. plan in advance yourself or have somebody else do it. Um, I'm all for spontaneity. I love to be spontaneous, but I schedule that in. I, I will say, okay, this is a night. We're going to leave it open. We're going to like leave it to chance. If we hear a recommendation from somebody that we meet, this is when we're going to do it. But there are times when, you know, if you don't plan ahead, you're like, oh, I saved this museum for Monday. Guess what? All the museums are closed on Monday. Mm -hmm. Crap. And I'm leaving Tuesday morning okay, there goes the thing that I really wanted to do. Or it is, all right, we left this open. Um, we're going to be spontaneous, but we didn't find anything cool and we have no backup plans. Mm -hmm. Crap. And now we're in a city like Kyoto where you have to have a dinner reservation. Otherwise, you're in, you trouble. Know, you're, you're in trouble, right? Like the, it's not the type of place where you can wander around and like slide open a little door to like a 10 seat restaurant and be like, hey, you have a spot for me? <laughs> it's like, no, we were booked up it'd a be year hard, ago. It would be hard uh, to identify some of those restaurants also because absolutely. everything is behind a closed door with no sign. So I, I think planning in advance, knowing the dynamic of the city that you're going into, you know, is this a, a reservations culture? Is it a place where you can walk in? Um, all of those things, having a plan going into it, it's going to help you get the most out of your trip. And people have actually done research and found uh, that a poorly planned vacation is more stressful for mm -hmm. employees than no vacation at all. I think it's interesting that you more. include planning spontaneity. Yes. Because I can hear, I, I could imagine people arguing that, oh, well, if the trip is too planned, then it's not fun and it's too rigid. But if you're sort of just getting the baseline, you know, admin information about the places you want to go and the places you want to be, and then you schedule in time to just sort of explore yep. and, and wander into something. And we have a, an that's option a good for travelers that's called like a flexible version of an itinerary where we'll make some set reservations for you, we'll schedule some activities for you, but then we'll give you a guide that's curated to you for like, hey, here are the best you know, breakfast and cafe places, here are the best, um, you know, museums, here are the best casual dining, here are the best cocktail places. And you can kind of pick and choose based off of what you're in the mood for, but you'll know, okay, I'm, I'm in that awesome restaurant that everybody wants to get into. And I have a reservation. Yeah. Cool. I, I <laughs> always feel better when I have a reservation. Yes. <laughs> that is all the time that we have today. I want to thank Leiti Sue and Susan Ho from Journey for joining along with Allison McGuire of Walk. Really great travel apps, things that I want to go out and try just even while I'm at home in my city. I think it would be a great way to rediscover and explore my own hometown. I want to thank them for coming on Tech Bites. Tech Bites, Tech Bites is broadcast live on Thursdays from 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is also available for subscription on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. TechBytes is hosted and produced by Jennifer Leutzi, engineered by David Tadashore. Our theme song, Nomad CPU Track, is by DJ Uptown Nico. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. 
Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.